Got your little radio out. <laughs> Hey, good morning, everyone. Oh, come on. Is it not the start of Holy Week? Yes. Is it not Confirmation Sunday? Yes. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, it's a wonderful day uh, to be able to be here at our church, to worship God, to receive his gifts of word and sacrament, to witness uh, these Two folks, Jordan and Sadie, who is in the Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I'm Nick Prater, your announcer for this Palm Sunday. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is lay minister Bruce Sletton, and the organist is Mrs. Courtney Sletton, and the acolytes are Lisette Vaught and Michael Hessman. Today's order of service is at www.trinity1874.com Radio broadcast for today is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship Him. opportunity to be able to answer the questions that, they, that you as their church family answered for them when they were baptized. Uh, they now will answer those questions for themselves. And so uh, what a wonderful day that... It is. Let's stand and greet each other this morning in the name of, of the Lord. So as you are taking your seats, uh, let's open our service today with a word of prayer.
Dear Heavenly Father, what a great day it is and what a great time and opportunity that you have given to us to celebrate uh, the fact that it is not only the start of Holy Week today being Palm Sunday, uh, we are nearly done with our Lenten season um, as we continue to journey to the cross and to the empty tomb. Lord, we also thank you that today is Confirmation Sunday and we pray for Jordan and for Sadie and we thank you for them and for their families. And we ask that you would continue to bless them, continue to watch over them with your spirit and with your angels. Uh, and now, Lord, we ask that as we worship you here, Lord, give us a zeal this morning. Uh, Lord, truly better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Our opening hymn today is number 442 in the Lutheran service book, verses 1 through 3.
Please stand. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our help is in the name of the Lord. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sin, O Lord, who could stand? Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Again, our opening hymn today is number 442 in the Lutheran service book, verses 1 to 3. All glory, light, and honor.
Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors. Who is this King of Glory? Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors. Who is this King of Glory? Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Almighty and everlasting God, you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take upon himself our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross. Mercifully grant that we may follow the example of his great humility and patience and be made partakers of his resurrection. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading for this morning is taken from Deuteronomy, chapter 32, beginning at the 36th verse. The Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. When he sees that their power is gone, there is none remaining, bond or free. Then he will say, where are their gods, the rock in which they took refuge, who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of the drink offering? Let them rise up and help you. Let them be your protection. See now that I, even I, am he, and there is no God beside me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. And there is none that can deliver out of my hand. This is the word of our Lord. forward for the children's message. Now is a good time to bring up your offering, your Mighty Mites as well. face this direction. Good morning, good morning. So, um, we're going to talk, as I was thinking this, these days leading up to today, I was thinking about a word that we could use 
that would serve as a, a theme or an important word that we could use to describe today, this special Sunday. And I came up with the word journey. Anyone want to take a crack at what that means? What's a journey, if you go on a journey? It's where you go somewhere, that's exactly right. Where you travel from one place to another, usually a long distance, with some stops along the way. Some memorable events that happen to you while you're on your journey. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about this journey that we have following Jesus. So today, on this Sunday, is pretty special for two reasons. What is one of them? What were you waving when you came in? Palm branches. Today is? Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday. Said with enthusiasm. I like that. So Palm Sunday. So this was a special day in Jesus' life, a part of his journey in his ministry. As he travels into Jerusalem, his followers and believers were waving the palm branches. And we use the palm branches to this very day to remind us of what Palm Sunday is all about, as does probably all the Christian churches in the whole wide world celebrating today as palm branches, part of Jesus' journey in his ministry, leading all the way up to Good Friday, and Easter Sunday coming up very shortly. Today is also a special day. Uh, for what other reason? What's going on today? Confirmation. You see those two young people right there? Sadie and Jordan? Pretty big day. Do they look happy? Well, their parents do. Yeah. Pretty big day in their lives. This is part of their journey, too. Uh, they have had a chance to go through some additional studies over the last uh, couple of years, and now they have a chance to feel really confident about their faith and be able to tell other people about Jesus and what uh, their journey with Jesus is all about. Well, you know what? You are all on a journey, too, just like Sadie and Jordan. And it all begins with what's right there in the middle, Right out here, the baptismal font. When you were all baptized, uh, something really special happened through the water and the word. You were given an extra measure of the Holy Spirit. And to celebrate that, usually what happens is you get a baptismal candle given to you, just like this one or something similar, so that on your baptismal birthday, you can light this candle and you're reminded of what your baptism means to you. Kind of like the palm branches for, for Palm Sunday. And then you'd get a, your parents would get a certificate. Probably looks something like this. And on that certificate, it reminds everyone and yourself as you get older that you were baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this commemorates that. And then there's confirmation coming up for Sadie and, and Jordan. And uh, when they get confirmed here in just a little bit, great excitement. Uh, they get to receive a certificate. Pastor has them firmly in his hand, firmly in his hand. Sadie, Jordan, there's two of them. Okay? So that's good news for you. You get each one of them. Get them. And then there'll be lots of pictures taken. Uh, here's some pictures taken of a confirmation. Do you recognize this fellow in the middle? Anybody? Anybody recognize the young man in the middle? 
Who do you think that is? Well, that's Pastor Jake. Yeah. Yeah, look how you... That's Pastor Jake. Look at there. He has hair. Yeah. Look how young he is. Yeah. Good news. He was confirmed in a Lutheran church just like Sadie and Jordan are about to be confirmed. Yes, sir. Look how young his parents were. Yes, that's especially noticeable, too. So this is all about going on a journey. And your journey begins, and as we once does, with baptism. And then you'll get a chance to go through confirmation and get to wear a white dress like they're wearing today. Won't that be special? And then, that's not the end, though. Your journey is a long journey throughout your lifetime. And Jesus says, you come follow me. And I'll take you on this journey through your lifetime. Just follow me. And so uh, that's good news for everyone. So let's, let's offer up a real nice prayer for Jesus. Dear Jesus, thank you for leading us on our journey with you. And all of God's children said, Amen. Okay, go on back to your seats. We continue with the gradual. Christ entered once for all into the holy places by means of his own blood. Therefore he is the mediator of a new covenant. He sent redemption to his people. Our epistle lesson is taken from Philippians chapter 2 beginning at the fifth verse. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand for the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 12th chapter. Now among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greeks. So these came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. And Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it. 
And whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? But for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, An angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the rulers of this world be cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show... He said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Our hymn of the day is number 707 in the Lutheran service book, Oh, that the Lord would guide my ways. Would you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Today is Confirmation Sunday. You did it! You made it to this day. And what a glorious day that it is. It snowed, but it's sunny now. 
And so we are thankful for that. What I want to do this morning, first of all, is I want to just review with you what you learned and give you another test. No, I'm not going to give you another test. But I want to review with you just one more time what you learned from the catechism, what you learned from God's Word. Remember, the first thing that, you, that we learned about was the Apostles' Creed, was the statement of faith that we as a church body recite every Sunday. And you learn that our God is a triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that the three persons of the Trinity cannot be separated. They are all God, always God, at the same time. And you remember, too, that each of them serve different functions. Each of them has sort of a different responsibility. The Father creates, meaning that the Father has given you everything that you need to support this body and life. He created you. He numbered the hairs on your head. I had more when I got confirmed. Of course, not as much now. And you learn that the Son, the Son's primary responsibility is to save you. That he had, that, that, that you have been baptized into his name. And as our epistle lesson just read, the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, Jesus of course means, as you will recall, the, the Lord saves. That at the name of Jesus, that at the name of the Lord saves, every knee shall bow. In heaven and on earth and under the earth. And so the Son, by His precious blood on the cross, has saved you completely. There is not one sin that you can commit, that you have ever committed, that the Son's blood has not already covered. And then, of course, we learned about the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. If I am allowed to have a favorite, maybe that one's mine, I don't know. But you remember from the meaning to the third article, I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to Him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the Gospel, enlightened me with His gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. That is the Spirit's job, to sanctify you, to continue to keep you in the faith. Now there is this is this idea out there, and it's very, very wrong, that as soon as you get confirmed that you are graduating. You're not graduating. Rather, you are, as it was told to the children just a few moments ago, you are continuing on in this journey of faith that God has ordered the steps for. There's a wonderful proverb about that. It says that in his heart a man plans his course, but it is the Lord that determines his steps. And the Lord has determined your steps to this point thus far, and you can be assured that He will continue to order your steps. The second thing that we learned about was, of course, the Ten Commandments. God's law, and God's law shows us our sin. Shows us what? It shows us our need for a Savior. And I hope that even though I am talking mainly to them, I hope all of you out there are listening 
to this because the, Lord, because the Ten Commandments show you your sin as well. And they show you how much that you and I are in need of a Savior. And that there is no way that we could fulfill this perfectness. And so we needed somebody to do it for us. And of course that person was Jesus. The next thing that you learned about was the Lord's Prayer. And you learned that of all of the prayers that we can ever possibly pray, even if you are stumped on what to pray, you can always pray the Lord's Prayer because it has everything in there that you could ever possibly need to pray for. And you learn that in the Lord's Prayer, we pray our Father, not just my Father who art in heaven, but our Father who art in heaven. And you learned that when you and the rest of us pray the Lord's Prayer, that we are literally praying not only for ourselves, but for everyone in this wonderful prayer that our Lord has given us. And you learned that God's name is hallowed. You learn that your sins are forgiven. You learn to, by God's help, by His Spirit, to, to, to help you to forgive the sins of others done against you. And you learn that His kingdom will come. And you learn that Jesus will return one day soon. The next thing that we learned about was, of course, the sacraments. We learned that the sacraments, in order for something to be a sacrament, it has to do something. It has to do one very important thing. It has to forgive sins. And if it doesn't forgive sins, well, then it's not a sacrament. And so you learn that in Holy Communion, which you will have the, the, the great opportunity to take in just a few moments, you learn that in Holy Communion that is means is, Right? That when Jesus says that the, that the bread is his body, we simply believe it. That when Jesus says that the wine is his blood, we simply believe it. Why? Because Jesus said it was so. And we take Jesus at his, at his word. Jesus also said that this wonderful sacrament, his body and blood, is for the forgiveness of sins. And so, again, Jesus said it, and we believe it. Because he is our Lord. Because he is our master. And then the next sacrament that you learned about was, of course, holy baptism. And you learned that in this sacrament that you are united with Jesus. United with him in his death. United with him in his resurrection. The Old Testament lesson talked about that. How God kills and how God makes alive. And how God kills and how God makes alive is through the water. In the Word. Because after you were washed with the water and the Word, you arose then a new creation, a new person, a new child of God, where all of your sins have been washed away. The ones that you will commit in the future, the ones that you had committed in the past, the ones that you were committing at that very moment, all of them were washed away. And you were united with him in his death, crucified with him, and united with him in his resurrection. And we talked about what that meant too. And we talked about how because Jesus' tomb is empty, 
your tomb will also be empty. And so with those things being said, now that we've kind of reviewed what you have learned, I have three more things that I I want you to know. And this is why I love to be able to preach on this particular Sunday, because I get to tell you just, just a couple more things that I really, really, really want you to know. The first thing is that we will hear about on Good Friday, Pilate, as Jesus is before him, bloodied and beaten, Pilate asked Jesus a very interesting question. He asked him, well, what is truth? That's a very deep, interesting, sort of metaphysical question. What is truth? Well, we know, first of all, that Jesus says that he is the way and the truth and the life. And the second thing that we know, and all of these folks out here will agree with me, I I am 100% certain that your battle with Satan only gets harder as you get older. It just does. And your battle with Satan will only get harder now that you are being confirmed in your faith. Why? Because Satan doesn't really care as much for the ones that he already has. But what is truth? The truth is that you have been baptized. The truth is that the body and blood that you will take in just a few moments is your Lord's own body and blood. Think about this. It is the same body and blood that he gave to his disciples over 2,000 years ago. And the truth is that Jesus is Lord. And the truth is that you have been united with him. And the truth is that there is nothing... There is absolutely zero. Nothing in this life will ever be able to separate you from his love. Not a single thing. And that is truth. That is the truth. Now why do I tell you that? Well, because as you get older and you meet different people, it's wonderful because both of you have been raised in Christian families. You know what the truth is, Jordan, your mom and dad have taught you what the truth is. Sadie, your mom and your family has taught you what the truth is. Unfortunately, not everybody believes that. And this is one of the ways that Satan will try to trick you, that he will try to tempt you into following down his path instead of the path that you have been on, on the journey that you have been on since this font. Remember what the truth is. Remember that Jesus is Lord. Remember that he is Lord of your life. And there is nothing on this planet, in this universe, in this creation that can separate you from his love. And if you ever doubt that, if you ever wonder about that, my office is right there. You come and find me. And I'll be happy to tell you again. The second thing that I I want you to know, the second thing that I want you to remember is I want you to remember, just as we've been talking about, that you have been baptized. And remember that you only need to be baptized once. Once for the forgiveness of sins. Once in order to be be united with Christ in his death and in his resurrection. Sadie's verse here is very, very helpful. Matthew 28. 
Go into all of the world, therefore, Jesus says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And what does he say at the very end? And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Remember that when water was poured over your head three times, that God promised to be with you. That God made that promise that day to always be with you, to never leave you, to never forsake you. And that you were covered completely in His blood. Remember that you are a baptized child. And finally, the last thing that I want you to know, I want you to know that everything that we learned about, everything that you memorized, all the memory, memory, everything that I taught you, everything that your parents have taught you, and your family, and your church family, remember that everything that you have been taught is true. Every bit of it. I always do this. Remember that it, it remember that it's all true. There's not a single part of it that is made up. Jordan's verse is very, very helpful here. John 3, 16, right? Okay. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the main thing. That is the main thing. That truth is what you have been baptized into. That truth is what you will have the, the opportunity and you will take part in. Is that truth that whoever believes in him will not perish, will not be left outside of his kingdom. They will not perish, but they will have everlasting life. And how do you know? How do you know that what you believe is true? Well, first of all, by faith. Faith that has been given to you. But also this. There is only one man, one person who has ever lived, one man who has ever lived that can claim that. Only one. His name is Jesus. Only one can claim that he will be with you always, no matter what. Only one can claim that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Only one. Only one. And his name is Jesus. We're proud of you. We're happy for you. What do you say we get confirmed? Okay? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sadie and Jordan have prepared essays uh, for which they are, are going to read to us. They answered the question, what does my faith in Jesus mean to me?
And so uh, Sadie is going to come first and do that. So Sadie, please come on up to the lectern. What does my faith in Jesus mean to me? At first, I wasn't sure I knew how to answer this question. It took me a long time to answer it, but I got it done with a lot of help and a lot of thinking. And I mean a lot of thinking. The one thing that helped me to answer this question was to relate it to what I learned in the catechism. It means I can talk to him about all my struggles in life, and I know he is always with me. When I answered this question, it was hard at first. One of the other questions I asked myself to help me was, how can I answer this question using the Lord's Supper? Well, I know that when Jesus said the bread and wine are his body and blood, we believed it. We believe it. And that is why we take communion every Sunday. We also take it because it gives us the forgiveness of sins. The forgiveness of sins means life and salvation. One thing that I like about the sacrament of the altar is the, the words of our Lord, because it is very special to me, and I know it by memory. Another question I asked myself was, what does my faith in Jesus have to do with my baptism? I was baptized on July 17, 2005, same day as my Aunt Stephanie's birthday. So my baptism is extra special to me. Baptism is not just plain water, but it is the true water included in God's command and combined with God's word. My baptism is one of the things that helps me through life because I know that I am now a child of God and I have eternal life. One day I will go to heaven and live with him in his kingdom. I am in track. One thing I find pretty interesting is that the Ten Commandments relate to hurdles. You might be wondering how the Ten Commandments relate to hurdles. The Ten Commandments are like a hurdle. Hurdles can be really hard to do sometimes. So can the Ten Commandments. We cannot keep these commandments because we are sinful. Only those who are perfect get into heaven, so we needed a Savior. That Savior is Jesus. Jesus kept the law perfectly for me and then gave me his perfect righteousness. The creed is an important part of my faith because it helps me to remember why I believe in the triune God. In the first article, I learned that we are God's creatures. That reminds me that I am his and he has given me everything I need to support this body and life. In Pastor Jake's class, we, when we were talking about the first article, I learned that scripture interprets scripture. This is a really cool saying because you know that if you don't understand a verse in the Bible, you can look at a different verse to answer your question. The second in the second article, I learned that Jesus is not just true God, but he is also true man. Jesus died with all of our sins to save us from death and the devil. Matthew 27, verse 54b says, Truly this was the Son of God. This verse is right after the, the curtain was torn in the temple. It reminds me that he is the Son of God that came down to save us and we are given new life. In the third article, I learned that I cannot believe in Jesus my Lord without the Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven. These words are the beginning to the Lord's Prayer that we should all know very well. The Lord's Prayer is very important. It's a very important part in my faith because it is a pra prayer I can say at any time and it helps me to say, stay true to my faith. In the introduction of the Lord's Prayer, it says, With these words, God tenderly invites us to believe that He is our true Father and we are His true children. So as his true children, we should spread the good news of him and his holy begotten son who God sent to die on the cross to take away our sin. My favorite petition is the sixth because it helps me to know that God tempts no one and the devil never sleeps. The two best weapons that God has given us to protect ourselves from the devil is prayer and his word.
The Lord's Prayer is not just any prayer. It is the best prayer ever, and the prayer that is for everyone. My confirmation verse is Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through 20 which says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This verse is my favorite verse of all time because I've heard it a lot, and it also reminds me that I am baptized and saved through Christ, and nobody can change that. This is what my faith in Jesus means to me. Thank you very much, Sadie. Jordan, uh, please come on up. It is your turn. What does my faith in Jesus mean to me? During confirmation class, we learned a lot about Jesus. We learned about the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, the Lord's Prayer, Holy Baptism, and Holy Communion. The Ten Commandments are God's words that He has that that He gave us. These words help me know how to do right. I learned that I am a saint and a sinner, and I struggle daily with sin. I can't keep the commandments perfectly, but Jesus did. The Catechism describes the Ten Commandments as God's good and loving will for the lives and well-being of all people. When I say the Apostles' Creed, it reminds me of the story of Jesus and that I will have everlasting life with him. The Catechism says that the Apostles' Creed tells what God does for us and gives to us, and this includes his righteousness. The Apostles' Creed talks about believing in the Trinity, the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 6.11 says, Now without faith it is impossible to please God, for whoever comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who don't search for him. I am thankful for the Apostles' Creed, which helps me remember many part of what I believe and why. The Lord's Prayer teaches me to seek everything I need from God. Matthew 6.34 says that we should not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. I know that God and his name can't be separated, and by calling upon his name, I am calling upon his very presence. When I pray for his kingdom to come, it reminds me that one day Christ will return and everything will be perfect. I know I can't believe by myself, so the Lord's prayer helps me ask the Holy Spirit to help me believe. When I was baptized, the pastor put water on my head and spoke the word over me. The water and the word together make up baptism. The catechism says to be baptized in God's name is to be baptized not by men, but by God himself. And God is truly present to be blessed us with all his gifts. The Bible says, therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Woman 6, 4. Through baptism I am one of God's adopted children, and he has redeemed me. Jesus commanded us to take communion for the forgiveness of our sins. The bread and wine combined with the words of institution make communion a holy sacrament. Jesus said that the bread is his body, 
and the wine is his blood. Hebrews 10, 17 says, And no sin and lawless deeds I will remember no more. This reminds me that when God forgives my sins, he doesn't even remember them. This is comforting to me. For my confirmation verse, I chose John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. I chose this verse because I wanted, it, wanted to use it, use a verse from Jesus, from John, so it would have my dad's name in it. My little brother Dylan suggested this verse, and at first I said no. After I read this verse, I decided I did want to use it because I like what it says. Thank you very much, Jordan. Well done to both of you. Uh, be, before we continue with the ride, I do want to take just a second uh, to acknowledge our confirmant's parents. It's hard raising a child in the Christian faith. It really is. And for those of you who have children, you know this and you have experienced this. And so I want to take just a moment to thank all of you for teaching them what truth is and teaching them who the truth is. Thank you. And so at this time, I'll ask Sadie to come on forward and Sadie's mom to come on forward as well. We will be following the rite of confirmation. It is found on page 272 of your hymnal. Beloved in the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ said to his apostles, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, to the, even to the end of the age. Say to you, have been baptized and catechized in the Christian faith according to our Lord's bidding. Jesus said, Whoever confesses me before men, I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Lift up your hearts, therefore, to the God of all grace, and joyfully give answer to what I now ask you in the name of the Lord. Do you this day, in the presence of God and of this congregation, acknowledge the gifts that God gave you in your baptism? Do you renounce the devil? Do you renounce all his works? Do you renounce all his ways? Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Yes, I believe Do you hold all the prophetic and apostolic scriptures to be the inspired word of God? Do you confess the doctrine of the evangelical Lutheran Church drawn from the scriptures as you have learned to know it from the small catechism to be faithful and true? Do you intend to hear the word of God and receive the Lord's Supper 
faithfully? Do you intend to live according to the Word of God, and in faith, word, and deed, to remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even to death? Do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession and church, and to suffer all, even death, rather than falling away from it? We rejoice with thankful hearts that you have been baptized and have received the teaching of the Lord. You have confessed the faith and been absolved of your sins. As you continue to hear the Lord's word and to receive his blessed sacrament, he who has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. You can give that book to your mom real quick. And you can kneel right right here. Actually, Sadie, the Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and forgiven you all of your sins, strengthening you with His grace to life everlasting. Amen. Sadie, your confirmation verse is Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20. Jesus said, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. <coughs> Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for your great goodness in bringing Sadie to the knowledge of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and enabling her with the heart to believe and with the mouth to confess his saving name. Grant that bringing forth the fruits of faith, she may continue steadfast and victorious to the day when all who have fought the good fight of faith shall receive the crown of righteousness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I now ask Jordan to come forward with his mother and his father. So Jordan, do you this day, in the presence of God and of this congregation, acknowledge Acknowledge the gifts that God gave you in your baptism. Do you renounce the devil? Do you renounce all his works? Do you renounce all his ways? Do you believe in God the Father Almighty? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord? Spirit. Do you hold all the prophetic and apostolic scriptures to be the inspired word of God? Do you confess the doctrine of the evangelical Lutheran church drawn from the scriptures as you have learned to know it from the small catechism to be faithful and true? Do you intend to hear the word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully? 
Do you intend to live according to the Word of God and in faith, word, and deed, to remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even to death? Do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession and church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it? We rejoice with thankful hearts that you have been baptized and have received the teaching of the Lord. You have confessed the faith and been absolved of your sins. As you continue to hear the Lord's word and and receive his blessed sacrament, he who has begun a good work in you will bring it to the completion of the day of Jesus Christ. And so, Jordan, you can give that hymnal to your dad and you can kneel there. Jordan, the Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all of your sins, strengthen you with His grace to life everlasting. Amen. Jordan, your confirmation verse is John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, and whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And you may stand up. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for your great goodness in bringing Jordan to the knowledge of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and enabling him with the heart to believe and with the mouth to confess his saving name. Grant that bringing forth the fruits of faith, that he may continue steadfast and victorious to the day when all who have fought the good fight of faith shall receive the crown of righteousness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, One God, now and forever. Amen. Please stand as we pray. Almighty and most merciful Father, in the waters of holy baptism, you have united your children in the suffering and death of your Son, Jesus Christ, cleansing them by his blood. Renew in them the gift of your Holy Spirit, that they may live in daily contrition and repentance with the faith that ever clings to their Savior. Deliver them from the power of Satan and preserve them from false and dangerous doctrines that they may remain faithful in hearing Christ's word and receiving his body and blood. By the Lord's Supper, strengthen them to believe that no one can make satisfaction for sin but Christ alone. Enable them to find joy and comfort only in him, learning from this sacrament to love you and their neighbor and to bear their cross with patience and joy until the day of the resurrection of their bodies to life everlasting. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Peace be with you. Amen. At this time, we will confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Apostles' Creed. It is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven 
and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence you will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, we will gather our tithes and offerings. Uh, if, whether you are a member or a guest with us, please find the sign-in book to fill that out so that we know that you were here to worship with us. Uh, those who receive it back on the aisle sides, please tear off the top sheet and set it on the top of the book. With that, we collect our tithes and offerings. This time we'll help receive special music from the Trinity Lutheran School Chimers under the direction of Amanda Minnie. Please stand for prayer. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day and leading us here so we can worship you. What a day of celebration. Your joyous entrance into Jerusalem with the crowd shouting Hosanna and also a day of celebration with Sadie and Jordan. Use this day of celebration to remind us all that it's still all about you, Jesus and our journey with you, Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the sick, those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues. 
those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery. We lift up to you, Lord, all those on our health list, Melba, Landreth, Janice, Carol, Oren, Ethel, Joan, Addison, Steve, Becky, Wayne, Bob, Mark, Lauren, Gary, Bob, Emma, Brenda, Rosemarie, Bob, John, Mary Ann, Debbie, Mary, Fred, Lisa, Jen, Catherine, Bonnie, Deborah, Joe, and Dorothy, as well as all those now we name in our hearts. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues. And if it be your will, heal them completely. And give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally, in our state and in our local communities, as well as the leaders of our own Lutheran Synod. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom, to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Keep them mindful of those who cannot speak for themselves, especially the unborn. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the military, especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. We lift up to you in prayer Christopher Smith, who is serving in the Navy, and David Hesselman, who is deployed overseas, as well as their families who pray and wait for their safe return. We think of all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel. Father, we pray that you will send your heavenly angel to watch over them, to protect them against all harm, strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy. Offer up a prayer for anniversaries being celebrated. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you instituted the holy matrimony, blessed and honored it with the presence of your son at the marriage at Cana in Galilee. And even now, continue to protect and preserve it. We thank you for the fatherly love and grace which you have bestowed upon Pete and Great Doss, who are celebrating 68 years of Christian union through their marriage. Bob and Barb Steinberg, who are celebrating 63 years, as well as Robbie and Terry Kruger, who are celebrating 28 years of marriage. Continue to be with them all, Lord, until the end of their days, even as you have guided them in the past. Be their health, strength, refuge, and life, as they serve as an example to all who honor your blessing of marriage. Lord, in your mercy. Father, you have given your church the authority to issue calls to professional church workers and to help lead your people. We lift up Caleb and Kayla Ager, who are now considering whether it be your will for them to accept our call to them to be teachers here at Trinity School. They seek your guidance. Whether they accept our call or decide to stay where they are, bless them in the school they now serve mightily. We know and trust all these things are in your hands and they will be used to advance your kingdom work. Lord, in your mercy. We offer up a prayer of thanksgiving for new life. Father, we honor you by many names. Today we see your mighty hand at work as the creator in the lives of Jennifer and Drew Meyer through this wonderful gift of a new life that is now nurturing and growing in Jennifer. 
You are their helper and strength. Complete what you have begun in Jennifer, keeping this child safe from all harm, and daily bestow on Jennifer and baby health and strength. Give an extra measure of your grace to both mom and dad. Give them calmness, patience, and quiet happiness over the coming months as they put their complete trust in you, Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, a prayer for our confirmants. Almighty Father, you have given your church the gift of salvation through baptism and faith. You have given Sadie and Jordan new birth by water and the Spirit. And you put your name on them, making them your children forever. By your grace and in your church, you have nurtured them in the faith through your gospel and sacraments. We thank you for all your goodness and faithfulness in leading them to this day. We rejoice that today they have professed the one true faith in the company of you and your church. Jesus, you continue to be with Sadie and Jordan, guiding their steps wherever you lead them. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Hear us, Lord, as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess, I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my own Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin 
and the strengthening of my faith and life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to them, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
first of our distribution hymns today is number 527 in the Lutheran service book, O Savior, Precious Savior, number 527.
next distribution hymn today is number 343 in the Lutheran Service Book, Prepare the Royal Highway, number 343.
Now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting, to part in his peace and joy. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Our closing hymn today is the, uh, All Glory, Light, and Honor, number 442 in the Lutheran Service Book, the final two verses. service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on FreistatRadio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things.
seated. Just a few announcements before we close with worship today. First of all, there will be a short prayer session in the chapel immediately after service today. For anyone who would like to, to join, uh, you may submit prayer requests to, sorry, you may submit requests for prayer prior to the service. Please contact Phil or Debbie Trochi or the church office. Uh, it is the, the beginning of Holy Week, beginning today. Uh, here is the Holy Week schedule. Our Maundy Thursday service is at 7 p.m. Good Friday, please take, take note, is at 7.30. Good Friday is at 7.30 p.m. And then on Easter Day, Easter Sunrise service is at 6.30 a.m. Uh, the LYF breakfast is at 7.30 over in the Fellowship Hall. The Easter egg hunt for ages 0 to age 10 uh, is at 9.15 uh, over behind the school. And then our Easter service will be here at 10 a.m. I was also asked to announce that there is an in-gathering in the narthex taking place the next three Sundays. Uh, and then the, uh, the Board of Finance and Stewardship has put in the back a um, box there to uh, help us to retire uh, the debt that we have. Uh, I believe that's all the announcements that I have. I pray that you all be very, very blessed week. Thank you.